1: This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSN.
3: Okay, it's time to download Nevada's Premier Sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. It has all of your favorite options, in-game betting, boosted odds specials and much more. Remember, if you're in Nevada, bring your ID to the strip, open up an account you're ready to go within minutes. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years or older, physically located in Nevada. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. This is why I know I love doing the show with Michael Lombardi, as we welcome you back. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. This is v the Sports Betting Network. Hope you're having a nice weekend. I'm Patrick Maher. He's Michael Lombardi. This is how I know. I thought we were still in the last hour. I thought we still had 15 minutes, you know, the way yeah. it goes with the breaks. Uh, we're at the top yeah. of the second hour. Here's I my know. goal. It moves so f- Around here, it moves really fast, Patrick. Here's my goal for you because I'm getting texts from friends loving the show right now. They love how we're ripping through the games and getting to the Lombardi line. So, my goal is over the next 11 minutes here, we're going to get through three games. And are you ready okay. to go? I'm ready. Around here, we're ready, Patrick. See, I, I, I love the pun. Uh, counting crows, that's the theme today. And Indianapolis, <laughs> Jacksonville. Here's the important yeah. thing to understand. When you become a VEASAN pro over at VEASAN.com slash subscribe, you get the betting splits. Here's what's important about Indianapolis and Jacksonville. The tickets being written, the preponderance of tickets are on the Colts. That means $20 bets, $50 bets, public money. But the money, the significant money, almost 77% on Jacksonville, that's sharp money, that's important money, that's, that's important to know here. You see the numbers sitting three, Michael. Let's start with the cap on Colts, Jags.
4: Well, look, we know, you know, it's easy to say the Colts don't play well in Jacksonville. And, that, and that's documented. I mean, it's fact. I mean, to go down there and to lose a game that mattered so much to them last year, to knock everybody out of Survivor two years ago, uh, open up the season i mean it's just it's like new england going to miami they don't play well it's just the heat humidity it's going to be 81 degrees there's a chance of rain that means there's humidity that's a problem okay so we have that as a backdrop now the reality here is is a matchup that jacksonville had every chance to win last week and for whatever reason doug peterson decided his quarterback was getting hit but why should i protect them I, I, why should i run the ball just let him keep getting hit and they had a chance to come back in the game, and their defense couldn't. I think the Colts defensive, offensively will struggle blocking this front. This this Jacksonville front's pretty good. They can get after it. They're athletic. They'll cause some problems. They'll stop. they got to stop the run. Mike Caldwell's got to get into and stop Jonathan Taylor, and then everything doesn't feed off of it. And then have him watch in Houston last week. He'll have an idea on how to do that. I think Jacksonville can move the football. They've got good skill. ATN and Robinson ran the ball effectively. Kirk was very good. It, 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 at receiver for them, I think it's a close game. And I think I could see why the line has moved from four down to three. It's a tough place to play. I loved it at four. I really did. At three, I'm not saying the Colts can't win. I think it's going to be a close game.
3: Well, let's go ahead and throw up Lombardi's line on this one. Remember, three is the key number. We're now sitting the Colts lane three in Jacksville. Why? There's a couple of reasons. Leonard's out. Uh, they've got another linebacker out. They've got Alec Pierce out, and they've got Michael Pittman Jr. out, the wide receivers. The Colts are banged up here.
4: They really are, and, and they are, and look, they've got to be able to pressure Lawrence. Can they do that? I don't know. Now, remember, last year Lawrence understood at least from, from having been in the league and understand how to play against this system of defense, right? So it's the Gus Bradley, Pete Carroll system of defense. They should have a really good handle on it. I mean, they should. And we've got a matchup here between former head coach and assistant coach. And whenever you have those two matchups where, team, where both teams know one another as well as they do, you really get a sense of what's going to work. So I, I even like the over here. I think both teams will move the football effectively. And I think that they'll be able to correct the mistakes and they'll be able to attack the defenses in a way to where I think the offenses play well.
3: Okay. Tremendous. Got another play there on the over 45 and a half. That total has dropped to 43, 43 and a half. Michael likes the over. I want to keep it ripping. Let's let's keep going with these games. I mentioned uh, the Giants. So we shall discuss Carolina and Baker in town. This number opened the Giants one. It's kind of been flipping back and forth. As a matter of fact, some shops are showing Carolina laying a point. Others are just showing a pick I'll call it a pick Let's get into the capping of Carolina and the Giants here.
4: Well, all week long, this has been a game that, that has been a strange game, that the public has been on the Giants, the perception on the Giants, they've won. And the, the, the Panthers lost, so they must continue to be a bad team. But when you watch the games and you break it down, the Panthers played poorly in the first half. They played very poorly in the first half. The Giants played poorly in the first half, and then Saquon, Barley was di- Saquon Barkley was dynamic. An outside zone run, they hit a screen, and Tennessee blew a coverage. They basically made three plays. Daniel Jones was essentially 16 for 20 in the game for 120 yards if you take away the blown coverage. He really didn't do anything. And he fumbled, he gave them points, and he took away points from his team. Carolina's front didn't play well defensively. They did not stop Nick Chubb. They did not stop Kareem Hunt. They stopped Percet. He was not very good at 143 yards. I think this is a really close game. I think Baker Mayfield will play better. I think they'll understand you've got to spread Martindale's defense out to be able to, to, to take away some of the pressure. McAdoo comes back to the Giants, former head coach there. I, I Matt Rule, former Giant assistant. I think they're playing for a lot. I, think, I expect the Panthers to play really well, and I think McCaffrey will have a big day today.
3: Let me give you this and, and run with it. The Giants outrushed the Titans, but were beaten in the air. The Panthers outpassed the Browns, but were beaten on the ground. Strengths, weaknesses, who's got the edge here if you take a look at run and pass game? Well,
4: I think this. Look, the Giants front is the best part of their team. The Giants have a hard time covering. Now, the, the Panthers have to be able to pressure Daniel Jones. they got to make him play fast, right? So, for me, this is a game where 15 third downs matter. Like, they've got to get Daniel Jones into 15 third downs. Don't let him play Canadian football. Don't let him get first downs and two downs. Because once you get him into third down, you got a chance he'll make three mistakes. Out of those 15 third downs, he'll make three mistakes. And that'll, that'll cost him the game. He doesn't play fast. And if you don't force him to play fast, it gains his advantage. They got to take Barkley out of the game. They did a bad job last week at taking Nick Chubb out of the game. Got to take Barkley out this week.
3: Yeah, that was wild. That was Barkley his rookie season, right? We saw that verse good. from Barkley he in did. his rookie year. He did look good. He looked good. He runs the, that
4: damn outside the, zone for 90. I mean, they, they runs out 37, 37 zone outside. I mean, and it takes off to the house.
3: You're a culture guy. You're a guy that likes to set a good culture and believes that it can kind of spider into wins and losses. Dayball going for two. That seems to be all of the conversation. Wink Martindale's getting in on it. Like, there does seem to be vibes are good right now with the Giants.
4: Well, when it works, it's good, right? When it works, it's good. And and give him credit for doing it. I mean, look, let's face it. If he doesn't get it, it's an onside kick game. But what I think Brian made the right decision, and again, I'm not against analytics, but I think he made the right decision, was all they needed was a field... Now, they could have lost the game easily. I mean, we wouldn't be having this conversation, you know, if Bullock makes the kick. I mean, two games last week, shockingly, two games last week, before the field goal kickers kicked the game to win the game, they lost yards. The Colts lost three yards trying to align the kicker in the right spot. And 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 Tannehill lost... Lost three yards trying to line his kicker in the right spot. Like you say, well, it was only three yards. They had enough distance. Well, it does matter when you're trying to shape the kick in there. I mean, when the Browns made their kick against the Panthers last week, the kick started like four feet outside the goalpost and it hooked right in perfectly. You gotta be able to play it. I mean, look, even Rory McElroy hits a bad shot when he doesn't have the right draw on it.
3: Okay, Michael Lombardi has the Giants right around a two and a half point favorite that game sitting. No, no, I had that I had
4: that. I had that, I think, uh, well I gave it, the that let's might go ahead be and wrong. Maybe I up. gave it, I think I gave, I think, wait a minute, hold on. I think I had the, no, I had the Panthers as the favorite. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm gonna okay, we've got the
3: graphic a little inverse there. All good, all good. Uh, that's got all corrected. me, I
4: typed it in wrong. My power that's ranking okay. for the Panthers is higher than my power ranking for the Giants. I had the Panthers as favorite here.
3: Panthers, two and a half point favorites, that's important. That's the correction. Okay, let's keep it going. We're going to get to all 13 games here on the Lombardi line. We're having fun. On VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Okay, next one up. So the Lions are getting bet. Dan Campbell's getting bet for Coach of the Year. I mean, it's a disaster. I don't know what to tell mm-hmm. you. The Lions, right now, it's moving towards a pick 'em, but they haven't been favored in 24 games. They're host- hosting Washington today. What's interesting here, 2016, you remember the draft. Goff went one, Wentz went two. Those two quarterbacks are not on the same team. They take on each other today in Detroit. It's a pick 'em. Washington's in town. What do you got?
4: Well, I had, this, I had these two teams, their power ranking exactly almost the same with Washington one point ahead. So it's, it's a pick em game however you want to go. I thought Washington's defensive front got after Lawrence last week. Now, Ragnon's not playing for Detroit. That hurts them. I thought Swift was outstanding as a runner. They didn't run Swift enough. I think the issue here is the way I break this game down is Detroit's defense is not good. It's not good. And Washington has very good skill players. They've got – when they get five guys out in a route, they, they're all. They got five guys that can win in route, and, and Detroit doesn't have enough team speed. And so I think this is a game where the defensive front for Washington can maybe take over the game. It's a pick em. I like, I favor Washington in the game only because of that. And I think they'll get after Goff. And if you hit Goff early enough in the game, you got a chance. Now look, the Eagles hit him. They got the turnover with Bradbury for the touchdown that was end up being the difference in the game. I think this Lions team will fight back offensively. They're a sixty-minute team, not a good sixty-minute. They're a sixty; they'll play hard for sixty, so they'll they'll be in the game. But I just think this Washington team, as they go on the road here, and especially with Detroit playing the second game, I think this front's hard to block with Washington in the way they played last week.
3: Were you trolling me by saying the Lions play hard, or were you just being serious? No,
4: there? no, I I I I'm serious. I mean, look, they covered last week. I would I would have favored the Eagles at five and a half, and the Eagles should have covered. I mean, the Eagles got the ball back with 3:30 to go in the game, and they ran the clock out. I mean, that just tells you. And, and they never, Detroit never stopped Hertz from running the ball. It was like it was all oh, third and 15. You want to take off for a first down? Please, feel free, go ahead. We won't. We don't care. Go ahead. Like you had like no idea that that was going to happen. Come on, please. I, I just this think in gonna... this matchup, in this matchup, the Lions, Aaron Glenn. I don't think they have enough on defense to stop the weapons of the of the of the of, the, of this washington football
3: team shahan dodson however you want to call them yeah you, you can call them whatever you could call them whatever you got there uh curtis samuel uh, of course they've got so much speed terry mclaurin the lions defense isn't going to be able to keep up however the lions offense is is yeah. formidable and they're going to score i do like the over it's jumped up to 48 and a half there okay three games in 11 minutes we're going to get three more in in 11 minutes next with michael lombardi including The Rams hosting Atlanta. The Rams are laying doubles. We'll get to that next.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon.
0: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: You're listening to The Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher
3: okay horse racing fans first bet wants to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to san anita park on october 6th through the 9th the grand prize package includes airfare hotels uh, or one hotel tickets to the races plus a thousand dollars in vouchers first bet remember you can register and check out the information at vcin.com horses that's vcin.com horses it's not just vcin but the lombardi line blowing up we welcome those viewers on Masson, Marquee Sports Network in the Midwest with my peeps. Of course, Nesson has been ride or die with us from the beginning. Michael Lombardi, you can find all the information yeah. at VEASAN.com and become a VEASAN pro. Okay, so well, it's because, listen, all I'm doing is hitching my coat to a superstar, <laughs> that being the guy no, right there. No, stop. Stop. I just... Everybody, I, I, everybody I needs
4: support. Everybody, we all we all do this together. And and the, the fun part is... is you know, we're gonna be wrong, but we gotta be right more than we're wrong. That's the most important thing.
3: Speak for yourself. I'm never wrong. A Double digit <laughs> losses in week one coming back the other way. You're hitting at a good percentage ATS wise. Well, guess what? The Jets fall into this uh situation. The Jets a double digit loser last week at home. They go on the road to Cleveland. What's interesting here is Cleveland opened five and a half. They've been bet up to six and a half. Remember. We aren't seeing sevens pop up. That six and a half is kind of in between that six and seven as far as key numbers. What's interesting here is you actually like the Jets.
4: I do. I, I mean, I say that, and I, I, as you know, I'm not a Salai fan or a, or a Mike McDaniel fan, the offensive coordinator, but I thought their defense played well last week against a good Baltimore team that tried to run the football. Lamar made a couple throws down the field. Look, I think when you go back and watch the Carolina game, Carolina had a chance to win that game. It was a close game. They, the Browns can't are never going to get ahead of anybody or explosively ahead of anybody because they rely on their ground game and play-action pass. They're a little bit like the Titans in this sense, that they want to limit their quarterback's involvement within the game because they know he has a propensity to make a mistake. And so last week he didn't make a mistake. They walk out of there with a 60-some-yard field goal as a winner. Great. This week they're going against a defense that's front, I think, is actually better than the Panthers' front. And I think that if they take away Hunt and they take away uh, uh, Chubb, the, the, then the Jets, I think it'll be a low-scoring game, and I just think 6.5 is a lot of points. I think 6.5 is a lot of points. Now, I worry about Flacco, and I worry about the Jets scoring, and I worry about the Jets making mistakes and the Browns turn it over. But you got to look at this as a way to I mean the way Salai came out and really went double down on his team. He loses this one, he'll lose his team. If he loses, so, it doesn't play well, he his team. You did know, you, what I mean, did you hear, he's got to he's got to have some juice to him.
3: By the way, did you hear what he said this week? I did. That's why I'm I, I'm I'm using that as an example. Yes. Oh, I'm, I apologize. He's collecting receipts. So the haters yeah, with the Z, including you and me, Michael Lombardi, we're on the we're on the list. We're on Salah's list. Your boy. Uh, so I
4: joined it. So I'm like, look, here it is. Here's a here's the perfect team for you to play because they won't get away from you offensively. You don't have to get into a track meet with them. They'll play it, they'll play it close to the vest, right? If you can if if you can help out and block Miles Garrett and give him some help and help your rookie right tackle block Clowney, you know, you've got to run the ball a little bit more. You can't have fifty nine passes with Joe Flacco. Protect the football. Don't give up big plays and then make Brissett make a mistake, which he didn't make one last week. What are the chances of Brissett not making a mistake two weeks in a row? I don't think that's pretty I think that's, you know, not gonna happen. But it could. But 6.5 is a a lot of points, Patrick. I don't think the Browns are 6.5 better than a lot of teams. I had this as a 5.43 game. I get a full point. I'll take the Jets.
3: Yeah, we can show the Lombardi line there. Hey, by the way, you're always talking yards per play. I think it's a little misleading with what the Browns did in Carolina and also what the Jets did at home because yards per play, one squad, 4.8 week one. The other squad, 4.8, and you got a a 6.5 number. So they were equal That's, as far as yards per play, and now you're laying six and a half. I think it's too much.
2: I
4: I just think it's too much. Do I think the Browns win? Sure, I think the Browns win, but I think six and a half is a little little too much. I think when you watch that when you watch that game Baltimore last week against the Jets, the Jets played a lot better than the score indicated, and when you watch the Cleveland, they didn't play as well as the score indicated. I mean, they won by a late field goal and two really beneficial calls. The roughing the passer called, which wasn't roughing the passer, and then the non-call on the spike, which we saw called later on a spike, right? Winston got called on the spike, and Brissette did exactly the same thing and didn't get called on it in two different cities,
3: so he's taking receipts from the haters. Uh, maybe Robert should focus on his defense and yeah, some of so, those yeah. advanced the, the analytics, and just try to just focus on what's happening within uh, the the building there in Jersey as, as compared to worried about the haters. By the way, speaking of buildings, strip clubs are buildings. I'm sure you know of them. You've heard of a strip <laughs> club before. Trey Lance. He, he's into it. He's been frequenting strip clubs this week, coming off the loss to the bears, getting busy. How about this? Seattle's at San Francisco, San Francisco open nine, most shops have nine. A couple shops have come down to eight and a half, and you are on Seattle here.
4: No, no, I'm on San Francisco here. I'm on my San bet. Francisco here. My bad. Uh, my, my, num- my numbers say six. This line should be six, but I think my numbers are messed up on this on San Francisco in okay. this sense. San Francisco could have run the ball against Chicago and easily won the game, right? And to me, this Seattle defense was bad, and I don't see it getting better. Jamal Adams is out. Not that he's a great player, but their their injuries up front playing Monday night. I think Kyle Shanahan knows this is an important game for him to get some confidence in his offense, and I think it's the perfect team to play where he can game plan against them. And I think he has a huge advantage over Clint Hurdle. Uh, Clint Hurdle, I think that's his last name, on the defense coordinator for the for the uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. I think he has a huge advantage. Then I think Seattle's young offensive line, the two rookie tackles going against this front is really going to be a problem. I think Nick Bosa and all the defensive linemen for the 49ers will create Geno Smith into making problems. I think this is a route by the 49ers, and I don't think they'll stop. I think they want to build confidence up. And I think on Monday morning, I'll get about 5,000 Twitters saying I was wrong on Trey Lance because he played so good. So I know that. So I'm fully prepared for
3: that. But this is the kind of team Trey Lance should play good against. Hey, love is love. If you find it at the club, it's all the same. And by the way, did you hear what Geno Smith said? He said about the haters, they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. So again, Geno right. Smith well, had a good I- opening. I- I mean, Go give ahead. Gino credit. He protected the he football. Did what play are the well. chances
4: that Gina? What are the chances in the first half? Once the once it got clamped down, it was over. Like they had the ball ten minutes in the second half against Denver. Ten minutes, Patrick. Get five first downs. So, like, I think San Francisco's defense is really good, really good, and I think they'll get after it. And I think with Armstead and Kinlaw and Bosa, this offensive line will be in a lot of trouble. And this offensive line will have a hard time blocking this, which will mean lead Geno into making mistakes.
3: It's a good line from Geno. They wrote me back, but I didn't write them back. Okay, so yeah. let's go Arizona, Las Vegas. Now, could we, put that, perception. In Crowley,
4: could we put that in a crowning Crow song? I mean, maybe, maybe we should send that on? to I think, Adam. I think, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. We'll send that to uh, Adam. Mr. S- hey, we could shoot Mr. Jones. It's now Mr. Smith. Uh, there anywho, you go. There you go. Anywho, I'd get there eventually. Um, OK, so perception wise coming out of week one, I would say maybe the two teams, the Cowboys losing Dak and also Arizona, just everybody down on Arizona. And you can see it in the market. Vegas is hosting Arizona. This number open Vegas two and a half jumped up to five and a half here, Michael.
4: Look, I think I Chris, I do the show with Chris Russo every week and he made a great point. He, he took he took Las Vegas, not that he's in love with Vegas. He said, I'm going to continue to bet against Arizona why they look like this. And I think that's a smart play. I think there's something wrong internally in Arizona. This line has jumped Monday morning in Kansas City when they played. It opened up at 3.5, it went right to 6, and it closed at 7. Immediately, though, it was Monday. This line on Monday opened up at 3.5, it went right to 5.5 or 6. Right away. To me, that's significant. There's something going on there, the body language of the Cardinals. Then scale it all back injuries oh my god they got everybody hurt how are they going to rush the passer and who can can they cover look I don't think Carr played well last week he still averaged eight yards per attempt in the game and if they clean that up a little bit I think they have a better chance I think they'll move the ball in Arizona and if they keep Murray in the pocket like teams have been willing to do lately he hasn't been as effective especially without Hopkins he doesn't have Rondell Moore today doesn't have Andy Isabella who's he throwing the ball to A.J. Green? A.J. Green wasn't good last year.
3: Oh, no, they're banged up. So, question for you about the Cardinals when you watch the tape. Again, the body language wasn't good. It was a listless team, all three phases. Was it that the Cardinals looked terrible, or were they playing a very good opponent, obviously, in the Chiefs? I don't think the Cardinals were – I thought the Cardinals just didn't really
4: look like they were into it. I think they were their, their effort wasn't great. They tried to play man-to-man against a team they didn't match up to. That's the problem. Vance Joseph is not very predictable. He'll – he'll move things around. I mean, like I said before, the last time he played the Patriots, you know, when Cam Newton was the quarterback, he lined up a goal line defense from out in the field because he knew Cam wasn't going to throw it. So he's very unpredictable. The matchups in this game with his skill set on defense really isn't very good, and they'll go after those players. I mean, they, the, the matchups favor the Raiders tremendously. Where is Isaiah Simmons going to line up, and who is he going to cover? that's one of the guys no one talks about but he hasn't played very well because he doesn't even have a position
3: okay your number unless it's wrong on the board Lombardi line's number is Vegas two and a half and the consensus is five and a half are you laying off I
4: think I'm laying off and I think my number on Arizona was wrong last year it was consistently wrong last year and
3: I think it's wrong this year big injury news coming back with Thomas Gable
1: Listening to the Lombardi line on vSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
3: Okay, Michael Lombardi has four official plays in the NFL today. When you become a vSIN pro, you get Michael's official plays, but you also get every host on the channel, every expert on the channel when they do deep dives. You get everything we offer, including the pro tools. Betting splits involved. Mackinnon's angles. I mean, it literally, it's a no-brainer. Just g- get over there. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And remember, that $175 is going up. When you become a VEASAN pro, you're going to make money. It's that simple. I always say it, but it's the information I wish I had 25 years ago coming up. Pro tools, pro picks, pro tips. It's all there. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's an easy Sunday morning, although the theme is not the Commodores. The theme today is the Counting Crows. Shout out to Adam Duritz. And Duritz, we're going to have you on the show uh, coming up later here on the Lombardi line, it's v the sports betting network. A good consolation prize to Adam Durritz of the con uh, of the counting crows is Thomas Gable, who runs the race and sports book there at the Borgata TGZ. What's cracking, man. How you feeling?
5: Doing well, Patrick doing well. My late night last seen. night, huh? Very late night uh, with the Canelo triple G fight. So, but we're, Back at it early this morning. And so. you
4: were marveling at Jimbo Fisher's offense last night. I'm yes, yeah. sure they were, yeah, we're all talking. just spellbound in here as he scored 17 points. Yes. Yeah, I love that. You know, he's a great offensive coach. You know that, right? Yes. Good. Let's keep that in track. All right. Go ahead, Patrick. I'm <laughs> sorry. Obsessed.
3: You are obsessed. By the way, Alvin Kamara officially listed out. Julio yeah. Jones officially listed out. Why don't we start with that Shocking. game? That's where we Shocking. started. Out. Look at you. You're on fire right now. Tampa Bay is lane. Listen, I'm seeing more threes pop up, but you can still find a two and a half Tampa Bay lane in New Orleans. Where are you at the Borgata Gable?
5: Yeah, we're uh, on our way to three, two and a half right now. Juiced uh, 120 there on the buck. uh, And when you look at this game, remember since Brady has joined the Buccaneers, they're 0 and 4 against the Saints in the regular season. And uh, all of been by more than one score. So, including last season when they shut him out 9-0, that's the, uh, I believe, the only time Brady's ever been shut out. I, I think so. Yeah. Um, Wait. it's uh, they, They've not had much success against New Orleans, and I, I think, uh, listen, this might actually fall more on Leonard Fournette's shoulders today, because when you look at what the Saints defense did last weekend against the Falcons letting up more than 200 rushing yards there to Atlanta uh, and Fournette did have a big game there in week one 127 yards um, I, I think uh, definitely that Saints defensive effort left a lot of people scratching their heads last week though
4: yeah and, and I mean you're moving the numbers everybody's talking about playing the Saints but you're moving the number to the Bucks.
5: yeah well Again, we have the Kamara news. Yeah, um, I mean, I think that's... You know. and, a, and a positive thing, really, from the Saints, though, I thought, was, was the return of Michael Thomas. Not only did he look great physically, but it seems like he's in a good headspace yeah. for once, and that's uh, a, a big thing for, for New Orleans. Look,
4: they've got great skill. I mean, they're a really talented team, New Orleans. There's no yeah. denying that. And, and they showed their explosiveness with 17 fourth-quarter points against the Falcons. Not that I consider them a great defense. Right. The game, Patrick, the game I, I'm looking up here at the board at the Borgata, and It looks like the market on a Tuesday afternoon, on a random Tuesday, the lines are moving. The Panthers are now shifted there. And this is a giant house. That's the strange part here. So talk about that.
5: So, you know, there's a couple games where you're seeing uh, the more respected money come in. And uh, certainly Carolina is one of them. The other one is New England today. Uh, You're you're seeing uh, the public is really on the Steelers in that one. The Sharps are on New England. And you're getting the same thing here. Obviously, the the public uh, at Borgata the, with Giants fans, they're on the Giants. Uh, but the line is moving here towards the Panthers. So when you when you take a look at uh, this game, let's look, let's start with Baker Mayfield, right? Okay, guy looked terrible through three quarters last last game. Uh, comes back fourth quarter, comes alive. They put up 17 points, 211 total yards in the fourth quarter of offense. Um, and listen, I think the everybody is feeling good about the Giants right now and that performance and Dayball. And, uh, but, again, when we go from week one to week two, don't overreact. This Giants team is still has a lot to prove. I still don't think they're a good team, uh, even though we know Dayball has them on the right path. But uh, offensive line, I think the interior of that offensive line is still going to be a lingering issue for the Giants here going forward. Um I'm not surprised in this game that the line is moving towards the Panthers.
4: Neither am I. I thought it should have been the Panthers' favorite to start off with, even though they're playing on the road. you know. But, Patrick, I, I, I just feel like these – it's like the board is lighting up here right now with all these – with the line movements. And, like, the Commodores' commanders
3: are, are now – it's a pick em with the Lions, Patrick. Uh, yep. I saw that. And again, Thomas, the theme, don't overreact. We're looking to buy low on unimpressive teams from week one, take advantage of the overreaction in the market. How about this fellas? Yep. I just saw a 38 and a half. So we're down to 38 and a half on the total in Cleveland with the jets. That is a low total in 2022.
5: That it is. And uh, that, that total has moved three points uh, from where we opened. We opened at uh 41 and a half and the, the side there still is where we open at six and a half. Uh, Browns Lane six and a half, but the the total is where you've seen the movement uh, come in on that. And uh, it, you know, again, I'm not surprised that people are looking at the under in that. That's uh, that would have been the play uh, early in the week.
4: Both teams want to run the ball. They have to run the ball. Yep. Both teams' quarterbacks have to play mistake free, so you run the ball. But 38 and a half under total and six and a half point separation I mean that's really no respect at all to the Jets
5: right and and you and I had talked about that yeah. game the other day and you know our you know we were looking at the Jets or we saying, how do you take the Jets here the concern really taking the Jets is do you trust that is going to put any points up for them yeah
4: exactly or he's going to give them points yeah. so that's the other right. thing That that's where you're concerned and, and that could come back to bite you I mean I'm going to go with the Jets on just on that because I don't I think to me a six and a half point spread and 38 total I mean how do you not
3: take the Jets Especially with no weather, we're not going to have inclement weather. Speaking of weather, could get some rain in Jacksonville. I have a question for you, TG. At the Borgata, mm-hmm. is the sharp money on Jacksonville?
5: Yes, yes. <laughs> One word. That's uh, that's yeah. where we've seen yep. it. So that's down to three. Uh, move there from uh, Coltslang for yesterday. Could have still grabbed three and a half. Uh, we did get some sharp money there, still at three and a half. So now it's down to three. I, I think at this point. Uh, you might see some money come back there on Indy, but uh, the 3 and a halfs are going to be gone. You're not going to get a three-and-a-half anymore on that.
4: Yeah, and that went from four, right, TJ? Yeah, four was I mean, we I mean, we've seen it. that. I mean, I would say the Sharps are on, I mean, just in this house here, we see them clearly on the on the Patriots, and we see them clearly on the Jags. Jags, yeah.
3: Key, key number alert, boys. We are officially blanketed across the board. New England is laying three in Pittsburgh. Are you at three with New England for our Nesson audience there at the Borgata?
5: Yes, we, we are. And again, this is uh, another big move here and driven by sharper money. Uh, Patriots open up as one point favorites. And this is really coming down to kind of a pros versus Joe's game here with uh, the public is going to be on the Steelers. Uh, certainly getting the three points now, I think you're going to see a lot of public money come in on Pittsburgh. But the, this line is being driven by the respected money.
4: And here's where I think to me, I've always, I I monitor this starting on Monday and I take it all the way through to Sunday. I like the low ticket count, high money. And this is the perfect game for that. New England has got 43% of the tickets written up. Now, my board doesn't reflect the Borgata, but it's in symmetry with the Borgata, right? So they have 43 tickets, 43% of the ticket count is on New England. They control 70% of the money. That's significant. So what that means is a lot of $1 and $2 bets are on the, are on the Steelers. A lot of big money bets are on the, on the Patriots.
3: Hey, fellas, this is for our boy Goulet back in the studio. Cooper Rush is 1-0 straight up. 1-0 ATS is a starter for the Cowboys, and Cooper Rush will be under center for the Cowboys with Cincinnati, a pissed-off Bengal team in town. I'm seeing mostly 7s, but again, shop yep. for the right number because some shops are showing Cincinnati laying 7 in the hook.
5: Yeah, so we, we we did throw that out there for a, a bit. Uh, I think once you get to 7.5, you're, you're going to see some Cowboys uh, money show up. So uh, 7 is probably where most people are going to remain on this game. But, uh, again, they're going to be uh, – the public's going to be all over the Bengals here uh, laying the 7, So and that's what we're seeing. Uh, also, on this game, too, big, big money line action here on uh, – on the Bengals, not many people are thinking that they're going to uh, they're going to be able to lose two in a row. You know,
4: it's What's funny. Your number, Seventeen. Uh, my number for this game was hold on, Patrick. I got to get to it. Okay. But My number for Sorry Dallas is going to be no, no. My number is going to my number was four eight seven. But again, my number's is baked in with some of of Dak. So you got to keep that with a margin. Seventeen percent of the tickets are all on the are on the Cowboys. That's all they have written on them. But they still have thirty five percent of the money. So low ticket. Not a high money count, but there's people taking that seven. And yeah, that's why, you know, I'm surprised it hasn't, you know, that's why it's staying at seven and, and TG won't give you that hook.
3: No, because TG pretends to be a nice guy, but we know under, he's passive aggressive. Uh, he's geez. passive aggressive with his hooks. He doesn't just hand them out willy-nilly. Are you going to stay on 10 in Green Bay tonight with Chicago in town?
5: Yes. Yeah, That's uh, that really hasn't moved uh, much at all this week totals 41 and a half. You've seen uh, the total drop a little bit in that but again, an angry uh, Aaron Rodgers
3: who owns the bears. So, I-, I think we'll we'll still see people laying the tent. Well, the unders are 12 and 5 this season. That is a happy bookmaker. Thomas, enjoy your day. Thank you. We'll Thank talk you. to you next Thanks, time. Thanks TG, appreciate right. you. Thank Good you luck guys. today, TG. We're going to run the board and our pro tip coming back here at Lombardi line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former
1: NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
3: OK, if you're not getting points, if you're not getting credits for making bets, you're doing it wrong. You can do that at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. It is the best loyalty program in the game. Every time you place a bet at BetMGM, you're going to get points. You can use those to get free bets. You can use them for a hotel, dining, shows in Vegas. It's an awesome deal from our sponsor, BetMGM. It's 21 years or older, and if you have a gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, we got you back here. Brent Musburger, the legend, is coming up next here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. So we go humans, Lombardi into musburger. It doesn't get any better than that across the board. Michael, quickly our pro tip. Yeah. and pros, make sure you become a Vicent pros. Double digit losers week 1, the Rams, the Pats, the Jets, the Packers, the Cards and the Cowboys. The last decade when you back them the following week, you've been very profitable. So again, value for those 0 1 teams coming back after losing by double digits, make sure you take note. Also, a, a pro tip: I was joking with Goulet, who's a big Cowboys fan, and he's backing the Bengals today. And it's really important to remove emotion when placing bets. <laughs> when you're an investor, you're not betting with emotion. Is that fair?
4: Yeah, I mean, Goulet, he, you know, that's a reverse. That's a double edge. So he's rooted, he's saying the Bengals, but is, so this way, if he, if the Bengals cover, he's got it. But if the Cowboys win, he's happy.
3: So he can't be. It can never be a bad Sunday for him. You know? Okay, it can't bro. Be I'm calling Sunday. you out. I'm calling you yeah. out. How about you're doing the exact same? It's called an emotional hedge, and you're doing the exact same thing with the Eagles.
4: No, no, I just think to me the Eagles are. I I think the Eagle game here on Monday night. Every time I get to Sunday, Patrick, the the games that I like, the line is moved. Like I yeah, said, the, you the line gets away week. from you. Yeah, it gets away from. I, I had, I had for the record, for the record on 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 Russo's show. I had Baltimore. I had Jacksonville. Washington and New England and now the line has gone away from me in every single one of those games and i i don't you know so how could i play how could i play the 3 i would have played the 3 that i played but it was disappearing
3: that's why i always I say contro- the important-
4: i can't control the disappearing i had to fi- hey, most i mean important. i got to find games i got to find games to play i know
3: you do I know you do. Two most important variables when betting: it's timing and temperament. That's why I always say, it. "Okay, yeah. ready to run the board? Let's go." Okay? Yeah, let's do it. You're going to give okay. a lean. You're going to give a lean on every game. Miami, Baltimore. I'm giving you the current numbers. Baltimore is sitting three and a half.
4: I lean. I, I lean Baltimore. I mean, that's exactly my number. I lean Baltimore. I'm very unsure of this game based on the injuries. It's eleven. I haven't seen the injury report yet, but I lean
3: Baltimore. Check injuries. Okay, I'm going to hold off on the Jets. That's part of your official plays. Let's go Washington, Detroit. I'm going to give you them
4: I'm going to go Washington. I did on, on Russo. I think Washington's offense is really good. I think they can match it. I just think that the fit, that this game comes down to Washington's defense being better than Detroit's defense.
3: Okay, Indy Jacksonville. That number's three. Indy's laying three. Sharp money here on Jacksonville. Where are you at? I like Jacksonville at four. At three, I still like Jacksonville.
4: Uh, I still like it. I think it'll be a really close game. I'll take Jacksonville.
3: Tampa Bay's at New Orleans. No Kamara, of course, for New Orleans. No Julio Jones for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's laying, uh, I'm going to give you two and a half.
4: Well, I'm going to go against the trend here. I'm going to take Tampa Bay in the two and a half. I have it as a 4-6-8 game. You know, all this talk about Brady being demonized down there. Brady will find a way to do it. And without Kamara, it makes the the Saints offense a little less effective.
3: Carolina Giants' number is flipped. Carolina's now laying a point. Michael, what do you got?
4: It was two and a half. I was getting with Carolina. I loved it. And now at the Carolina laying the point, I'll go Carolina. I don't think that I think it'll be hard for the Jets, uh, for the Giants, excuse me, to not turn the ball over today. I think they've got to do a good job. I think Mayfield plays well.
3: New England's up to that key number of three. They're laying it at Pittsburgh.
4: Yeah, it was one and a half at one time, right? Now it's up to three. Uh I, I lean I lean New England here. I think I think New England will move the football, and I don't think Trubisky can protect the football.
3: The reason Michael's harping on this line movement is getting the best of the number, getting optimal closing line value, is the difference between li- winning and losing over the 18-week sprint, okay? Or excuse and me, it's, marathon, it's, I should it's, say.
4: It's why I pay so close attention to the, 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 the contest, because those contest numbers are frozen in time right so you have a portrait so you can look at them, Patrick, and you could s- and now you could see where everything's moving. some stay the same, some go in the other direction you know for example at the contest number, the commanders were getting a point and a half in the contest numbers the 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 uh, the Jaguars were getting four in the contest the Panthers were getting two those are gone
3: the Rams are laying 10 Atlanta's in town. what do you got?
4: I think I'd take Atlanta here. I, I have it as a, a kind of there. I think I'm going to take Atlanta on a backdoor. Atlanta played well for 50 minutes last week. The last 10 was a disaster. I think the Rams will play better. I just worry the Rams are not as explosive as they need to be.
3: I'm going to hold off on Seattle-San Francisco. That's an official play from Michael. Cincinnati-Dallas, we just talked about it. Cincinnati's lane seven.
4: I, I'm going to take Dallas here. I I, I just think... Look, I think Cincinnati's offensive line trouble was significant last week. And Burrow, there's a reason he got five. So he got four interceptions. He got the crap beat out of them. It's hard. I think Quinn's got to play play it. I think McCarthy said it this week. we got to call the game differently. We've got to manage the game differently. Look, do I think the, the Bengals win? Yeah, but I think the Cowboys can play this one close.
3: Houston's at Denver. It's doubles. Denver's lane 10.
4: You know, I... I I, I'm going to take Houston in the 10. It's a lean. I agree. Uh, I think it's it's hard. I, I, think, I think Houston will play hard. I don't think they have a lot, but they're very quick, very athletic on defense. I mean, Kruger Hill had like 17 tackles last week. He's all over the field. I think it'll be a challenging game, but I think it's too many points to give away.
3: Arizona's at Vegas, and Vegas is laying five and a half. Again, just for new betters, if you're laying five and a half with Vegas, you're getting the worst of it. Not saying they're not going to cover, but that number jumped up from two and a half. Where are you at?
4: You know, I'm going to take the Christopher Russo approach. I'm leaning towards Vegas, and this is not a Vegas play. This is against Arizona play. Something's going on in Arizona. I don't know what
3: it is, but something's going on. Green Bay's laying 10. Chicago's in town. that Sunday night.
4: I'm going to take Green Bay. I think Green Bay, I think Aaron Rodgers will move the ball really effectively in this game, and I think he'll make plays, and I think Green Bay's defense is better than we suspect it is. I know Minnesota moved the ball, but Jefferson was the difference in that game last week. Chicago, I hate to say this to you, Bear fans, you don't have anybody like Jefferson on your roster.
3: We love you, Marquis Sports Network. Your team's not very good. Okay, let's get your official four plays for today. Two today, then two on Monday night. The Jets, you are going to take the six and a half with the Jets at Cleveland.
4: Look, I've liked the Jets all week. I thought this number was too high. I had it at five four eight. I, I think any time a team runs the ball and is dedicated to running it like the Browns have to be, the, the score isn't going to get away. The game doesn't get away from you. It's typically close games. Now, Flacco, I don't trust him. I don't trust the head coach. I mean, there's a lot of things I don't like about this pick, the Jets. But to me, if the Jets are going to have any season, this is a game they've got to play really well in. And they could win this game. They could win this game if they don't turn the ball over, if they don't make the mistakes. They can win this game. It's not a hard scheme to prepare for. Flacco should be able to. And they've got enough weapons offensively to see if they can do it. The Lions got to protect. I think 6.5 in a 38-point total game is way too much.
3: You're going to lay the wood. You're going to lay the price with San Francisco. You can find an 8.5 with Seattle in town.
4: Yeah, I I, thought Seattle's defense last week was, I mean, Denver could have had anything they wanted at any time, right? And, And they could have had field goals if they wanted them too, and they could have won the game. I think it's hard. I don't think Seattle's very talented defensively. They'll play, but this front of San Francisco is really good. And that offensive line with two rookie tackles on the road against this front, not good.
3: Okay, let's get the two plays in tomorrow night. You're taking Tennessee, catching 10 in Buffalo.
4: Look, this is Tennessee won by three last year, right? I mean, and you say, well, they don't have A.J. Brown. Oh, look, Mike Vrabel knows how to play this game. He's going to manage the game accordingly. I think, that. I think, look, Josh Allen's great. I'm not disputing that. But you got to stop Henry. you got to have to stop the pace of the game. And I think Detroit's, I think, excuse me, Tennessee's defense is better than just they're not going to get blown away. Do I think Buffalo wins? Sure, I think they do. But 10's a lot. 10's a lot of points to give a good team. I think it's a lot of points, especially a team that got that let one get away last week.
3: You're gonna lay two and a half with Philly hosting Minnesota.
4: I think Philly's a hard team to play. I think that, as I've said all along, I think they're the Utah Jazz in basketball. They're a hard regular season team to play. It's hard to get ready for the run game, especially on the road. It's a new offense with Minnesota, a new defense with Minnesota. This is the kind of game that I think doesn't match up well for Minnesota. I like Minnesota's team. I picked them last week. But I just think Philadelphia's ability to run the football, spread you out, create some matchup problems in a close game, I'll go with them.
3: Okay, official four plays, Michael Lombardi. VEASAN pros, you get everybody's plays. Remember, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. The Jets, the 49ers, the Titans, and the Eagles. Michael Lombardi, guess what? So, countdown to kickoffs coming up next. Is that good? Because... You're right now looking yeah. live at the Legend. Let's go ahead and show the Legend getting prepared for a countdown and, and kickoff. How good Larry, were, were they them.
4: last How good were they last week? I mean, they were giving out tips. They were throwing money around last week. They were giving out so many good tips last week. It was amazing. So somebody Don't asked me to the it. other
3: day Somebody asked me the other day what's Brent Musburger really like. I said every time he said hi to me, he said hi to me in an Irish accent because he knows my name. Like that dude knows it. he's he's as sharp as anybody. He's the best. Countdown to kickoff with Brent Musburger coming up next here on Vsin, the sports betting network. You got 20 seconds. Final thoughts, Michael Lombardi, take us out.
4: Well, I'm ex- I'm excited for this weekend. I'm I'm really looking forward to it, and I hope you all listen to Brent's show because there's so many great tips going on and be a Vsin
3: subscriber. Okay. Brent Musburger next. We'll see you tomorrow morning here on the Lombardi Line. Enjoy it. It's v the Sports Betting Network. If you love
1: sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics,